Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the wind in the sails of your business. We are your compass. Chart your course towards your targets. Africa Business Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. You're listening to Lagos Landlord, an exclusive podcast for real estate investors and players in the real estate industry with your host, Amara Musa. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Lagos Landlord, exclusively brought to you by Africa Business Radio. My name is Amara Musa, your host and guide to the real estate scene in Nigeria and the global market. If this is your first time tuning in, this is officially our fourth episode. Ding, 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 ding. And I would like to welcome you on board. For our returning listeners, well, you know the drill. Get strapped in for another amazing episode. So let's get right into it. Now, the British Institute of Facility Management notes that the facility management is the integration of multidisciplinary activities within the built environment and the management of their impact upon people and the workplace. Now, the question likely to agitate the minds of potential users of facility management services is whether or not the educational training of practicing facility managers is sufficient to enable them to be trusted with highly sophisticated infrastructure and facilities. Another challenge is the need to convince consumers of facility management services that they are not patronizing quacks, which would therefore affect their quality of living. Everybody wants to be comfortable. I know I do, especially when they are paying their hard-earned money for it. It's also interesting to see the evolution of facility management in Nigeria, as the practice was pretty much alien to Nigeria until about 1993, according to the Journal of International Real Estate and Construction Studies published in 2011. Facility management has taken center stage in property feature requirements by investors and tenants alike. But then brings the dilemma as the floodgates that have opened. So lack of qualifications and incompetence seem to be huge bottlenecks in the seamless delivery of services like our foreign counterparts. This is a common view. 
that more educational training and skills beyond what is obtained by the respective background training of certain facility managers, in quote, are certainly are currently required for better practice in Nigeria, like we see in other African countries, while simultaneously infusing innovation and global practices. I mean... At the end of the day, we want to get we want to get to the bottom of this, don't we? We want uninterrupted power, trimmed gardens, uniform security, and a clean environment, as promised before purchasing or renting a property. I'm going to be speaking with authorities in the facility management arm of the real estate industry today, and we'll be talking about adopting best practices for service charge administration in Nigeria. I can imagine that you have many questions concerning your service charge. What am I paying for? What, why is it so high? The managers are terrible. Let's talk about it all today on Lagos Landlord after this break. You're listening to Lagos Landlord, an exclusive podcast for real estate investors and players in the real estate industry with your host, Amara Musa. Welcome back to Lagos Landlord. For those of us just tuning in, welcome. We're talking about adopting best practices for service charge administration in Nigeria. Now, joining me today, we have representatives from Alpha Mead Group, both from the facility management arm and the development side, so that we can get a balanced opinion between facility management and real estate development. Now, joining me today is Mr. Damola Akindulire, Managing Director of Alpha Mid Development Company. And you listeners are very lucky to have him here today talking to us because I know if there's anything I know about Mr. Damola, he loves to give value. And to bring him here, I literally had to tie him with a very thick rope to get him here to give us solid insight on the facility management and development side of things in the real estate industry. Also joining him is engineer Dayo Oyeniron, the head of facilities and business development at Alpha Meat Development Company. Yes. So welcome the two of you. How are you? Good. good. You guys are in your traditional attire, looking very sharp. It's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, so very, very nice. Friday, Friday groove. Unfortunately, I don't get traditional attires to wear on Friday because I have to be in corporate wear because you are my guest and I am your host. Absolutely. So welcome on board, gentlemen. Thank you. So... Mr. Damola Akindoliri. For the purpose of this, I'm going to call you Damola. Is that fine? Absolutely. Okay. And Dio? Yes. yes? All right, then. So let's get right into it. I mean, facility management is a very, you know, it's a very compl- complex matter in Nigeria. And um, I, I, it's very important that we get into it because I've, I get a lot of questions in my practice as a property agent in Nigeria. 
But before we get into the nits and the grit of things, I just want our listeners to get an idea of who they are talking to. So can you tell us three words that describe you, um, Damola? Three words. So would I say cool, calm, <laughs> and okay. engaged? So we have a swaggy daddy on our hands. <laughs> Very nice. And Dio yourself? Um, I would say um, interesting, fun, mm. loving, and... Um, adventurous. Daya is special. Him, he has used four words to describe <laughs> himself, but that's great. So, um, Damola, can you tell us a bit about you and about what you do? Okay, so thank you very much for having me. So, basically, um, who is Damola? I can do it well. I'm a real estate uh, professional, passionate about that space because I'm someone who's passionate about people having roofs over their heads. Fantastic. Shelter is one of the five you know top the hierarchy of needs you know you have food shelter clothing so being number two after food shelter seems to play the most vital role in mm. any uh, human being's existence so that drove me to even my son name you know is somewhat related to real estate really so if you were to interpret my son name in uh, you know in english it would mean that the general owns the land you know? <laughs> nice, I love that. So that this is my birth, right? So in terms of what I do, so um, I work with a, a very fantastic outfit called uh, Alpha Me Development Company. Mm-hmm. Um, in Alpha Me Development Company, we're seeking creative solutions to meet the needs of aspiring homeowners in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And when we say creative solutions, we all understand the barriers that exist with real estate, you know, real estate financing, real estate acquisition, real estate land titling. So we understand all the challenges. We know this is exactly what it's all about. And our job is to see how we can fit all the moving pieces and still help people achieve their homeownership aspirations. And then we've also gone beyond that point now to say, okay, how about those, I mean, the coronavirus exposed quite a lot of things in our country. And I mean, the first and the only vaccine is you having a home, stay at home. So we realized people were having challenges meeting their rent obligations because Nigeria is one of those very few countries in the world where you charge two years rent in advance, Mm. you know, and it's unbelievable. But that's illegal now. Well, it's illegal by law, but for some reasons, it's still the it's practice. It's still practice, yes. You know? uh, even annually is a lot. If you earn your mm-hmm. salaries monthly, you can mm-hmm. pay your rent annually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we came up with a product that now helps people. It's called the Rent for Less. That mm-hmm. helps people pay their rental obligations on a monthly basis. Interesting. So those are part of the creativity that we bring to the industry. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what Alpha Me Development Company is all about. Interesting. That was quite insightful and I am sure our listeners are getting a feel of this rent monthly in Nigeria <laughs> we are yet to see amazing days in this our country especially given the recent events that have happened <laughs> so Mr. Dio Engineer Dio yes, can you please describe what service charge is um, so um, we have different um, definitions for service charge mm-hmm. But in the real estate industry, I would say um, service charge um, is the deposit or the charge that you made for maintenance of um, on the property which mm-hmm. has been leased or um, rented out. So it's the charge you pay for the maintenance, for the operations or maintenance of a particular property. Okay. So that's what it means around no. the real estate Okay, so following from that, I know service service charge varies from different locations. I mean, just yesterday, I was in Banana Island in Ocean Parade. And then I went home. 
So obviously, the service charge where I live and where an ocean parade are very very different. Mm. However, I do believe that no matter how luxury a property is, or no matter how normal a property is. Mm. As long as you're paying service charge, there are certain things that are expected in a service charge bill. Definitely. So, what are the consistent features of such a bill? Okay, so I would say um, the first is the personnel. You know, it's about um, counting out some services. Mm-hmm. So, who are the people that would do the services? Mm-hmm. So, that has to be catered for in the service charge. Right. Then, for the particular property that we're looking at, what are the equipment, critical equipment that are installed in the particular facility? Mm-hmm. That would dictate to how do you maintain them and at what cost would you maintain them? Mm-hmm. For example, um, a property that has um, free swimming pools mm-hmm. would have a different um, um, service charge at Done. the end of the day total mm-hmm. with some one that doesn't have any. Okay. Same, so, are you saying that okay? So, personnel personnel is always consistent yes, for sure. Is, is there consistent. anything else? So, the services, the critical include and the equipment are installed in those particular services. Particular that, that to the property. property, definitely also forms the major and the bulk. So, for uh, instance, of, if someone had a garden, someone else might not have a garden. Exactly. And someone might have a swimming pool, and someone else might not have, have a swimming pool. Have a lift. Right, or lifts. Mm-hmm. And what some would don't have lifts, so and some of them more cleaners to clean, you know, a larger space, mm. inner and outer. So exactly. Okay. So a very vital point that you mentioned. So we talk about inner and outer. Mm-hmm. So in some, you know, um, developments, you have what we call full-scale facilities mm-hmm. and management service offerings. But sometimes, because of budget constraints, some mm-hmm. of them also limit such uh, services to only the external features. Mm-hmm. So, for example, it's supposed to actually cover total facilities management. Actually, covers everything. Mm-hmm. You know, whereby you have both the internal and external assets being maintained by the same personnel. And the whole idea of facilities management is actually to ensure that the equipment or the assets that you own are able to achieve their full life cycle benefits. Mm, very key. Very key for landlords to know that. So yeah. when you buy an asset and you, for example you buy a generator and you see three years down the line generator is already getting having challenges, it's because you haven't engaged the right professional. Sometimes those equipments can last ten years, five years and above if the right personnel that has good understanding of the assets and that's what facility management is all about mm. to ensure that we're able to give value. The value we bring to the table is ensuring that if you buy a computer or you buy a generator, that the full maximum benefit that could be derived from that asset mm. is given to the client by through maintenance, through consistent management, through consistent preventive actions that would extend the life the life cycle of such an asset so it's important that people because sometimes people just see facility management like a drain pipe mm. you know and it's not really a drain pipe it's actually giving you value so if you have if you don't have the right facility manager you probably buy two generators in five mm. years but with the right facility manager the right knowledge and the right skill you actually mm. will buy only one in five years mm. so it's really down to the naira and cobalt and we as practitioners we're also seeking new ways to show clients that this is how we add value so mm. you have both the integrated facility management and you have the total facility management so those are options within the facility management space but service charge like Dio said is particular to the service offerings of a particular asset depending on the critical equipment the type and the size of such an asset hmm. interesting we are here to give value that is what Damola is saying right now and he's backing that up with 
the things is, I mean, if he was a rapper, he'll be spitting rhymes. I think that's what, <laughs> that's what that would be. Cause he's sounding, I'm getting it. I'm understanding it. And I hope you are too. So we're going to get down into more critical issues in the facility management space right after the break. to Africa Business Radio, where you get up-to-date insights on the Africa business landscape. Log on to www.africabusinessradio.com. Your favorite shows are available on podcasts. Download them on our website and mobile app. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. We are the wind in the sails of your business. We are your compass. Chart your course towards your targets. Africa Business Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. All right, welcome back. Ah, so much excitement over here as we talk about resolving and impacting actually the the um, facility management space an arm of the real estate industry a very vital arm of the real estate industry so back to you Damola now I get a lot of horror stories between landlords and tenants oh my landlord made me pay for my transformer hey a landlord said we had to buy parts for the generator hey landlord will not fix the pool lights What is your response to the notion that landlords use service charge as an opportunity to shift lease obligations to the tenant? Very interesting. So, you know, I'll speak from a developer's point of view Mm -hmm. and I'll also have dial chipping from the facility manager's point of view. The Mm -hmm. reality is this. Um, you need, we all need to see the responsibility and care of asset as a joint responsibility. And so if you were to carry out repairs on um, a damaged pump, for example, that is part of the things that you can conveniently accommodate under a service charge regime. Mm-hmm. But that would be the responsibility of the managers to infuse that in the... It's not a... The, I, th- I feel like the issue is in the middle of the year, we just get... The, in the middle of the year, we just get... One would just get, oh pump has broken down mm-hmm. this this is but i then you get the question but i paid service charge why so that's where the challenge is you know like any equipment there's bound to be the element of failure you know the equipments are not uh, yes they're supposed to run as efficiently as possible but there's also the likely chance that they could fail as well so when you look at that from you take it from that point of view and that's why you have both the preventive and the reactive uh, method of maintenance um, the preventive would uh, ensure that we're able to restore, maintain, as I went you, so that you, the equipment doesn't get to the point of failure before it begins to, before you give it some attention. Mm. While the reactive measures are the ones that, unfortunately, for whatever reasons, couldn't help uh, it. Couldn't help it. So, and there's also a ratio. The ratio to for preventive to reactive is usually between 80-20 you know so 20% reactive 80% preventive Mm. so that that way you're not caught in the middle of any of this Mm. so your pump can't just suddenly spoil 
right. if the right thing is done, you know. Beforehand. Right. Exactly. I so, see. so now when it comes to the show Transformer, this is a major capital asset. Mm. You know, it's not, it's no longer maintenance. So you're not repairing the Transformer, you're replacing the Transformer. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the landlord normally, because the custom, the tenant is only driving value for a limited period, period of time, cannot put the demand, you know, on the tenant. The landlord can't put the demand on the tenant to replace a transformer, hmm. you know, because that's absolutely wrong. He's not deriving full value that you are getting because the reason why you rented the property is because he has a transformer, he has power. Because when you go. The generator is still there. Definitely. How many generators do you want to buy in your lifetime before you buy your own property? <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of replacement, and this is where landlords do not price rents appropriately. Mm. So, when landlords price rent, they price it from the building only. But there are other Factors. features that add value to the building. Mm. And that's why most estates' best practice requires setting up something called the Capital Asset Replacement Fund. Nice. You know, whereby because you cannot predict what would happen in the future. So out of your aside. your rental income or whatever income you get from the property, you set aside a particular sum into mm. that account. And this is where facility managers have to do more to educate their customers as to this is the reason why we set aside funds. In the event where there's a bad transformer or there's a damaged generator or there's a broken uh, lift is broken down. Mm-hmm. We're able to take from that fund, mm-hmm. replace the assets, mm-hmm. and that gives value back to the property. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. the lift wasn't working, nobody will pay. If you're, for example, in Koyi, uh, high luxury brow, you know, development, and you're saying people should pay nine million for a building without the lift functioning, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody would do that. Exactly. So you just have to separate repair mm-hmm. from replacement. That's mm-hmm. really the bottom line. I think that we have one of the separate repair from replacement. I like that. Exactly. So. Um, that's we call that unplanned costs mm. because at the end of the day, unplanned activities would definitely happen on the facility. Mm. The time and the complexity is what would differ. Mm-hmm. And what we have done recently, um, as um, as an innovative, innovative um, way to try to solve that particular issue, mm-hmm. is what we have um, developed something we call the obsolescence plan. So it gives a predictive analysis of every of the critical equipment installed on the facility. We can predict when it is likely this will have a particular the obsolescence plan. That is our own internal um, innovative strategy. Slang or is innovative that is this a strategy? Oh, I see. Okay. To to, to try to predict what uh, how the equipment on the site will right, be in right. a couple of five years, ten years. So even without us being on site, without mm-hmm. us being on that particular, so far we have the data. So far we have the details. Mm-hmm. We can predict that in the next five years this particular thing should go wrong. So mm-hmm. plan for it before it gets to that level. Hmm. Interesting. Planning. So planning is very, very essential when it comes to facility management, which brings me to my next question. There's usually a lot of discontent on the quality of services rendered by facility managers in Nigeria. I mean, till date, the tenants I have placed in property still call me. I mean, I would have left them two years ago. They'll still call me, Amara, please talk to the landlord or, you know, or, or the landlord calls, please, Amara, please talk to the tenant. Why does it seem so difficult to provide good services across the board? What are the challenges of facility management practices in Nigeria? Okay, so there are, well, I think it will depend on the particular um, solutions provider. Um, I'll take a, an is, example. Is our, does our country have anything to do with it? Well, definitely. Mm. The environment, the the um, the attitude, because some people will want to 
no matter how you want to um, describe what you want to do, they think you want to um, deep them. <laughs> so that attitude would not even allow anybody to understand what you're saying. So maybe there's FM, a requirement for reorientation. People need to understand what FM is actually about mm. and the value it brings to the table. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if your equipment, if your facilities well maintained, mm-hmm. you would be you pay less at the end of the day over time. Mm-hmm. Because when your cost of repair is actually getting more than twenty percent, then definitely something is wrong with your site, and you pay more definitely. Definitely, so yes. At, at the end of the day, people need to understand that FM has come to give them, um, like my MD will say, we have come to show all your problems. Who's you, your MD, um, Mr. Kindelire? Yes. This and, is what he says. And, and also, okay. um, another of my MD, Mr. Wally Olufore, okay. will say, um, we have come to take your shoulder, your um, your problems. Uh-huh. You just go and rest and sleep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So at the end of the day, people need to understand it. Once you understand it, then I don't know. You connect definitely. We will shoulder your problems while you just go rest and sleep. Exactly. Mm, that's what that should be a slogan for someone. Yeah. Okay. To add to that as well, so the reality is, you know, FM in Nigeria is tough mm. because of the environment. So one of the very strong costs that people consider to be FM related mm. is the provision of power. Mm. Interesting. So because we have a huge power deficit in the country, um, so 50% of your service charge cost actually goes to power. Mm-hmm. And power is a function of the general economy. So if you're in uh, any other country mm-hmm. where you're not dealing with power issues, the facilities are going to be limited to basically soft and very minor hard cleaning, services. You know, cleaning, gardening, gardening hmm, and, the you life. Know, uh, you know, so that's why. So in mm-hmm. this environment, because a lot of those things are directly related to the general the lack of infrastructure in our environment mm-hmm. that has created its own challenges for the industry secondly nigeria has a poor maintenance culture mm, you tell know, me about it yeah so when you talk about maintenance in nigeria i mean it's everywhere mm. what, we, we have so much money once the place is run down we just build a new one mm. you know rather than maintain the old one <laughs> yes you know? so true. that's that's the challenge true. here so then, Dio mentioned the issue of service orientation. We're not naturally service oriented as, mm. a country, as citizens. We believe we're very much entitled. I mean, facility, mm. in all fairness to us and our ignorance, facility management is still fairly new. Yeah, yes, to it is. Extent. It's still yes. a baby. Mm. Yes, it is. The, we like, in the past, what you used to have is estate agents running mm. facilities. Mm. Yeah. In fact, that, that brings me to my next question. That brings me to my next question. Now, according to the Journal of International Real Estate and Construction Studies, it states that facility management is broad and requires both technical and management skills and is therefore a multidisciplinary profession. So, can facility management be done without any official training, do you think? The reality is, the report is quite correct. When you say it's multidisciplinary, that's why you can't find one single body regulating the industry. Mm. You know, so you have mechanical engineers, you have electrical engineers, you have builders, you have, you know, so you have the full wide of dis- different engineering disciplines. Mm. And um, you know, it's they interesting. All come you also mentioned agents as well. Yes, mm. they are all part of the ecosystem. Mm. You know, so and they are property managers. Mm. Agents are actually property managers. Mm. You know, so when you look at that from that point of view, you realize that there are still some limitations in terms of skill, in terms of experience, in terms of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why when you look around today, not any company that does the trash uh, disposal and all that is a facility management company. Mm. There's a whole lot more to it. To it, There are systems 
you know, place. if you ask the facility manager, one of the things you can use to really check if you're dealing with a professional facility manager is to ask things like, what kind of computer-aided facility management software do you use? Hmm. Mm. Gang, gang, gang. Those are things that nice. help you show. We are human beings, so mm. these things give good history mm. of the assets in the location. When, when you should, the first thing a facility manager should do when you move into an asset is to come up with what we call the asset register. Mm. You know, and then put some life cycles, you to know, to, to the asset register itself. Oh, okay. this generator has done 3,000 hours. It has done 2,000 hours. This lift has done this amount of maintenance. Those are things that help you to predict their failure point, mm-hmm. like that you had mentioned. And then you can put in place methods to, nice. you know, uh, put the right funds to acquire or replace them when they fall to you. So the industry is quite very, very, very um, young. Yes, it is. It's the youngest in our space, and some measure of professionalism is required, and that's why we have a training center. Mm. The whole idea of the training center was to help recruits train, mm. retrain, mm-hmm. so that we can offer. Value. When is your next? When is your next training? I need to get up on that. Okay, I know we have um, a couple of them. The professional facility management training. Uh, we done. We did one virtually in September. Okay. And I think uh, we should have the next one coming up, uh, maybe early in the next quarter. Is it? Is it? Is it Damola that teaches? Does he teach? If he teaches, I'm registering. <laughs> if he's not the one, I don't know. Trust me, you haven't seen anything yet. The house, the the team is is packed with professionals. Nice. All the way to even performance management of equipment and systems hmm. you know so these are the kind of skills you would get when you come for training so hmm. just because you can change the light bulb or you can dispose trash does not make you a facility manager yeah. hmm. there's more to it there's more to it there's more to it i like that so now with all our issues and our predicaments going around this industry what are the results that need to be in place in order to align with international best practices and standards I'll let Dial speak to that, but maybe I'll add a few things. First is processes must be certified to setting standards. Processes are what determine the final output of anything. You know, so when you have um, a very detailed, documented process, it's very likely that the output of such an element would be consistent. So that's one of the things Alphamid had to do. We had to certify our standards, our systems. That's the ISO? Yes, yes. the ISO standards. Okay. To two international bodies, uh, okay. which is the United Kingdom Accredited, uh, uh, Accredited Society mm-hmm. and the American National Standards Board. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, we're, very, we're certified to ISO 9001-2015, mm-hmm. which is also the latest risk-based uh, ISO process, hmm. which means we're able to look at risk from a very broad point of view mm-hmm. and put mitigating factors to manage such risk for the customer and on behalf of the customer as well. Fantastic. So that is what we do from a standards point of view. So the more we, the more people subscribe to such standards, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for us to begin to create some uh, some uh, standards in the industry. I'm Dio, loving this. No, Dio, I have a special question for you. If someone, just before we round up, if someone were to invest or rent a service property, what are the questions that one must ask their facility manager or agent? Just give me three, please. Okay, you need to be sure that the um, FM provider is up to standard. Okay. Now, you need to, um, the capacity of the service provider to deliver on the site is very key. Okay. 
this, the possibly we can ask for um, qualifications and experience of the personnel that would drive the service. Okay. Then what are the um, procedures, the SOPs, the the controls that mm-hmm. the company has in, in stock? Mm-hmm. And like he also mentioned, he, a good FM company should have a CMS system that mm. drive maintenance on this on the site. Fantastic. As my mother's pastor will say, I'm filled in the spirits. So thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. We have had an amazing time with you today. Very insightful. We've learned a lot. We've learned that value is very important. We've learned that the things that landlords need to do in order to maintain their assets, like have aside an asset replacement fund so that you can have, you can put aside some funds away for the rainy day where you need to take corrective measures on some of your assets on ground. Wow. How do we follow you guys? I have it here. We can follow you on Instagram at Alpha Mid Development. All right, everyone. You can catch up with me on Instagram as well at Amaramusa underscore, or you can visit my website at www.amaramusa.com where I take you on exclusive property tours and give you the latest in the Nigerian real estate scene and beyond. I'm not sure Damola has an Instagram account. Do you? <laughs> I'm not that old school, Amara. Come on. <laughs> Damola, do you have an Instagram account? Uh, definitely. Wow, woo. What do you mean? Wow, woo. <laughs> okay, Damola, please. What is your Instagram handle? Uh, really? Yes, okay, no? of course. My Instagram. Okay, so I have D A M E A K I N S. Okay, Damakin. Okay. And the same handle goes for Twitter and Facebook as well. Okay, fantastic, everyone. And Mr. Dio, do you have one? Yes, I do. You do? Um, Okay. Dio Tush. Dio Tush. Providing two services. Something like that. All right, very lovely. (laughs) All right, everyone. We had a lot of fun today. Also, remember that Lagos Landlord has been exclusively brought to you by Africa Business Radio. Toodoodoo. You're listening to Lagos Landlord, an exclusive podcast for real estate investors and players in the real estate industry with your host, Amara Musa. You're listening to Africa Business Radio, where you get up-to-date insights on the Africa business landscape. Log on to www.africabusinessradio.com. Your favorite shows are available on podcasts. Download them on our website and mobile app. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.